Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. Uh, it's episode 53. 53, yeah? Chris? I think so. Yeah, I think so. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you? It's good, yeah. Yeah, I've had a week off work, so it's. Um, I'm in good spirits. I've done a bit of research as well, which you'll be pleased to know. Oh, so, right, okay. You know, I usually come to these things quite this un- is always, unprepared. This- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very pleasant surprise. So I've got a list um, of a list of new releases to, to, to discuss with you. Oh, um, check this out! Opposed I'll, to I'll um, the usual crack where you come along you, and you throw yeah, loads of stuff like, at me, and I'm like, yeah, not listening to you're that. Just like, no, no, no. And like, I feel like there's a ch- the listeners now might be, oh, I might actually listen to this part instead of skipping straight to the interview, but. Well, maybe, you know, stranger things have happened. Probably not. <laughs> They're probably skipping through just to find out when the first one comes. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll try our best to try and uh, keep your attention, listeners. Um, actually, before we go into this list of new releases that you've yes. put together, just want to, yeah, give a shout out to our regular listeners and, you know, thank them for sticking with us. Um based all over the world mainly in the states but yeah thank you to you wherever you are and um yeah like, like we said before like if, if you like what we're doing like please and you know people into this kind of music please like share it on your social media and uh, help us out when you can and also like um if you have guest ideas or you have questions for guests please like reach out to us on any of our social media channels like we love hearing from people yeah and the plan is to do some merch soon right yeah, we're trying to put we're trying to put that together. Um, yeah, and uh, we, I mean, obviously, we want to keep the interviews coming as regularly as, if not more regularly than they have been. But we kind of we're throwing around ideas for other kinds of episodes as well. Um, hopefully, involve some friends of ours in the scene as well. But more to come on that, I suppose. Anyway, uh, I'll let Nick get on with. Uh, he's he's obviously <laughs> he's I can I can see him on the screen. He's keen to get into his research. Okay, Go on, mate. let's see. Well, I mean, let's, let's test you and see how much of this of you actually heard. Okay, that's um, fair. Because, you know, it's a bit of a one-way street, usually. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. have you heard of Kenny Hoopla? Kenny Hoopla? I think that's what he's called. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. What's, what, I'm pretty sure that's what he's called. Tell. So it's Kenny Hoopla, one word. Kenny Hoopla, one word. So he's done a song. He's done. Um, he's just released a song called Estrella. Um, okay. No, no, not Estrella. Uh, that, that's a that's a Spanish lager. Estella. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Featuring uh, Travis. It's a, it's one of Travis Barker's collaborations. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. One of the one of the many. Yeah, but he's one of these crossover artists that you know not really paid much attention to. But this new track, Estella, not Estrella, yeah, um, is like pretty pop punk, pure pop pop punk, oh, and it's okay. it's a really good track. I'm gonna add it to my music now. I'm looking at his Instagram. I can see he's followed by four people who I follow. There That's, you go. Uh, Paul from Good Charlotte, John Feldman, Anti Flag, and Youngblood. There you go. So check check that track out. The men singers, men singers brought out uh, from Exile record, which is kind of a. Um, have you listened much of that? It's like a, I guess yeah, a toned yeah, yeah. down, toned down version of a, a lot of their kind of back catalogue, kind of acoustic and. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The kind the, of the acoustic version. Ver- yeah, the acoustic version of Anna has been played in our house quite a lot. Pretty should like. I mean, she really liked that song anyway, but like, she really loves that version of it. So we 
So I take advantage of that fact, and we have played that song quite a lot. Yeah. yeah what do you think? What do you think of it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's nice. It's just an easy, nice listen, isn't it? got the new bleachers stuff 45 and chinatown yeah. two new singles that yeah come out yeah yeah chinatown featuring quite a big big artist yeah Bruce Bruce, the boss to be honest with you yeah what do you think I, of them i prefer 45 to be honest with you i think 45 <laughs> is a much much better much better track than chinatown yeah 45 reminds me of something that uh brian fallon would write i don't know if you yeah. get that vibe too yeah yeah. I really like both of them, though. Yeah, no, they're both both good tracks. I mean, he's a very accomplished songwriter, isn't he? Um, he is. Yeah. But yeah, forty five is a standout for me. Um, I know Youngblood's bringing out new music. I wasn't at all interested in that Cotton Candy track, but he's brought out a new song called Mars. I don't know if you heard heard that yet. I think it came out just today. Not. All right. Okay. No, I haven't. I did. There was there was maybe four songs released from the album prior to that, and of them I really liked. Two, I couldn't tell you what they were called, but two of them I really liked. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah, Mars, Mars is yeah Mars is literally just just landed, but um, yeah, okay, it's it's I would say one of his one of his better tracks. Yeah, um, I mean from what I've some of the stuff I've heard from that album, I think I think it's cool, and I like that he's popular with the young kids, you know, because it kind of. It sound it sounds like the music that we came from and stuff. In fact, there's one of the one of the songs that's released on the album. It really rips off a Taking Back Sunday melody. Um, like the the riff is the same melody from one of their choruses, but so you can really hear the influences there. But it's cool. Love Breakers still enjoying some of that stuff. Um, so cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. I think it's just a very easy listen and just kind of some positive music and uplifting music I guess yeah. right now you know I guess it must be difficult for artists who are like writing music right now to kind of keep keep a positive message kind of going you know um, but yeah I think the Love Breakers is definitely that filling that filling that void I think that, that uplifting I know we did talk about obviously we were talking to Shane Henderson um, from Valencia in this episode we talked to him about Punchline and the Wonder Years and their new releases so I've kind of had a little bit of a listen to those um, Punchline I don't know if you I haven't listened. listened to that no I haven't yeah I, I mean out their new songs it's alright I don't I don't think it's anything to get too excited about Wonder Years I think the Wonder Years track break breakless is it's pretty good though I don't know if you check that one out I did, I did, but uh, I'll, hang on, let me just find this. My my friend Chris Gregory <laughs> texted me something about that that did make me laugh. Um, so he like he screenshot the songs because they've got a couple of new ones. And firstly, saying I wish they would just sound like this all the time. And then he says such a pretentious. His words, not mine, by the way. Particularly if we ever get Soupy on the show, he goes such a pretentious cunt. He has the caveat: the re-recording is sounding like they used to. Um, which they do, they present it saying, oh, in the style of these previous albums. Yeah, yeah. That's a good track. It's a good track nonetheless. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just, I guess, a little a, a one that that you might sniff out, um, Billy Joe Armstrong brought out like a covers album. Yeah, I saw that today. I saw uh, uh, DJ Rostar banging on about that because that's his hero. Is it any good? There's <laughs> <laughs> some good, yeah, some really good cover tracks on there. Got New England, Billy Bragg. Oh, right. Um, Does he do a good job with that? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He, and there's, there's Manic Monday he puts on there. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard his Manic Monday, yeah. Uh, what else has he got on there? Hold on, let's I'm going to have a look. Um, there's some. Oh, he's got I Think We're Alone Now. Yeah, it's some good Kids stuff in America. on there. Yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. Honestly, give it. Okay. Don't be dismissive. I um, won't. I won't. Because it's because it's got some because it's Green Day. <laughs> uh, that thing you do. Do you remember that film? That thing you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you is that one doing that? Thing oh yeah, I see. Yeah, track five. 
Yeah, does he Bring do... Heart into that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, familiar with the song. New Found Glory did it on their first... From, That's right, from yeah. Skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, good fun. Honestly, it's good fun. Okay, I'll, I'll have a listen. Was that it from your list? Um, yes. Okay, that's good. That was substantial. Anything on your list? Do you have a list? Uh, uh, let me see. Um, oh, I've been listening to um, Girlfriends a little bit, which sounds very like that Machine Gun Kelly last album. So that's Travis Mills's um, project. That is very John Feldman. I think I think you quite like it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of if you know when I say that, you know what you're getting. Um, oh, there was a band called, there's a band called Gold Flame, who I found out about on Reddit. Um, they've got an album called The Burnout Generation, and that's got some really good hooks on it. Uh, what else is there? More music from Red City Radio. Looking forward to that album coming out soon. That's, that's got some good songs on. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that covers it for me. Cool. Well, we've got new music from um, a, a brand new band called Magnolia Park. Um, new single called Love Me. Um, and we had a, a very uh, brief chat with Freddie from the band Magnolia Park. So here's our little chat. Let's just dive straight into, um, I guess, the the becoming of Magnolia Park then. Like you say, you've you know got a couple of members from the UK. I mean, how did, when, how, and when did Magnolia Park kind of come together? So Magnolia Park has been a band for about like a year or so. It started out with just me and Tristan. Like we're like we write. We're like we're like the writers. We just had a bunch of songs we wanted in the band, and we just kind of formed from friends of friends. So Joe is my friend. He plays drums. Josh is Tristan's friend, and um, Jared, who plays bass, uh, Tristan used to be in a band with him, and he's like a really good musician. So we picked him up, and he was down. So, so, so you mentioned like it's been like more or less a year as a band. Um, let, let let's dive straight into this. You know, the biggest thing you've done. Obviously, you've had a few singles that have come out sporadically over the last few months, but at the time of recording, you've got a new single out today called love me with uh with the mighty kellen quinn on like um so how how did that hookup come about yes so there's a website called featured x and he was doing right. a deal like he he only does uh he was only doing five features because featured x is like a really cool website where if you want an artist to feature like for example shane todd is on there you can send them your song right. and if he like if he likes it he'll give you a quote and Kellen was only doing five features for 800 bucks and we just hit him up and he like was super down with the song and he went like above and beyond with what he said he was going to do he did like so much stuff and he was on our music video so he's like a really cool guy yeah 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 I was uh, it is it, it's so cool that you got him in the video as well I was looking at that earlier so what's um what's the plans for Magnolia Park now then obviously we're in a bit of a a weird situation um with the pandemic but uh obviously released single what what does the future look like for, for magnolia park right now so as far as the near the near future we got another single that will be coming out coming out around january so we're going we're playing like the music video for that song and pretty much getting all the nuts and bolts together to finalize everything to get that song rolling out. We did just get back from the studio from working with Andrew Wade. We just did five more songs. That's going to be on our yes. one of our upcoming mixtapes. Okay. We're releasing next year. Our plans are to release three mixtapes, so three full projects. Well, what, how is it working with Andrew Wade? Oh, working with Andrew Wade, it's amazing. Like, he... Just like watching him, you learn a lot about how to write songs and just hanging out with him. He's a really cool guy. And he wrote for like, you know, Neck Deep and The Day to Remember, so. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I was just going to ask before, like, um, because like, you know, your you sound's kind of, it's a mixture of like, it's, it's definitely, 
it's blending some genres together like you know when you guys like formed last year what were like the what were the main kind of common influences you had were they say like could you like name like three artists that you guys kind of like wanted to emulate and blend together uh all right so three bands that we are like inspired by are 1975 the new bring me horizon stuff and like uh, when you say bring me the horizon i presume you mean the the latter sound of bring me the horizon yes specifically ammo everything kind of changed right. with us when ammo came out and, and in terms of mgk um uh, how do you feel about his like kind of change of direction that that recent album are you into it oh yeah i mean it's pretty dope like it sounds like blink 182 it bothers me because when I listen to it, I'm just like, Travis Barker helped Machine Gun Kelly write a better Blink-182 album than Blink-182. So I just kind of <laughs> want to know what Blink, what Blink is, is doing exactly. If they can, if he can do that, why is he, I don't know. Sounds good though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you're not the first person to say that uh, MGK's written a better Blink-182 album than they have recently. Um, yeah. Well, um, Freddie, thanks, thanks for your time. Um, what we'll do is um, we'll, we'll give this this new single of me a, a really good plug on the podcast. Yeah, really appreciate you reaching out as well. Awesome, thank you for having us. Freddie from Magnolia Park. New single, Love Me with Kellen Quinn, as you heard, is out now. Check out their other recently released singles and videos that they've been working on. Um, and I think we'll just move straight on to uh, the main interview that we did. I uh, did this a couple of weeks ago uh, with Shane Henderson, who is from the band Valencia. So here it is. It's Philly you're based, right, Shane? Yep. Uh, Philadelphia. You know, hanging. <laughs> what's what, what's uh, what's that like right now? Pretty um, good place to be, I guess. With, it's uh, okay. What's going on um, the last last few weeks? Well, with the election, yeah. But in terms of you know the pandemic and everything, obviously the the whole world's having a little bit of a hard time. So it's not uh, perfect, but I think I think a lot of us are pretty excited that our vote mattered over here. Yeah, it must have been a pretty big day. Well, it was for the world, but particularly for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, you know, it's just seeing people in the streets celebrating. <laughs> it's to think somebody did their job that bad that when you're fired, you uh, dance in the streets <laughs> over it. It's like crazy. I reckon the rest of America is pretty thankful for the likes of Philadelphia and some of those other those states that, that, that got Biden over the line anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What, what's going on with you these days now? I mean, what's, what's a normal week, I guess, look like for you outside of the current crazy pandemic <laughs> yeah um 
You know, I've, uh, like most people, have had to transition and find some new new work opportunities to kind of just make some income while doing creative arts stuff. But uh, it's, it's, um, it's tough for musicians and people that rely on live entertainment income um, right now. You know, they're all yeah. kind of scrambling to figure out new ways of uh, surviving. So that's kind of what I've been doing, but I've still been writing a ton of music. I actually have like 10 to 12 new songs. I'm trying to figure out what to do with. I have a whole new project name I want to put them under, but um, under the current climate, I'm not I'm not so sure really what the heck to do. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. It's, it's a little crazy. So so these these there's no chance of these falling under the, the Valencia or the promise of redemption umbrellas then? No, no. It's going to come under the future perfect, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm still kind of weighing out my options as to what to do, <laughs> what to do with it all. You know, is that um, is that like a full band? Going to be a full band thing, or was it kind of solo? Yeah, so I I, uh, I self produced it, and it's pretty pretty full band. I mean, it's like um, there are actually some like kind of faster punk beat type songs in it. Um, I don't know. The people I've shown it to are pretty, pretty excited about it. I'm getting kind of excited about it. I just want a, a way to release it correctly, you know? Yeah. And what, what the other, what are the other Valencia boys up to these days? Are they all kind They're of all hanging? Are they music still or? or yeah. Yeah. Kind of, so, um, yeah. Brendan's been doing a lot of, uh, music video work. Um, he's really, really good at it. And Dan has been actually drumming for panic at the disco. Oh, okay. Um, it's a decent been doing gig. that for a while now. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And um, George has been, uh, he has a really awesome job now. He's doing his thing. And Trevor's been in a couple bands. He's in this band called The End of America, which is really cool, like uh, folk, you know, lots of harmonies type band. And mm -hmm. he's also playing in Punchline right now as well. Oh, nice, nice. And I know Punchline just released a new song, so everyone should go listen. Yeah, they should. They should. I saw. I, I saw. Um, I think uh, was it Steve from Punchline sharing that yesterday. I haven't listened oh, to nice. it yet. I need to do that. Yeah. Is was it this year that you re-released? Um, well, like your your deluxe version of Dancing with a Ghost. Was it was it earlier in the in twenty twenty? Uh, we just did that um three or so weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, so it was just October release. Yeah, cool. and you you had a load of B sides thrown on top of that as well, right? Yeah, so we actually um, we released a new song called Weight of the World. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, we had all of the B-sides for the album and then the original like songwriting demos um, for the songs that made the album. So it's inter it's like an interesting flow to go from like hearing hearing the songs produced by Mark Trombino to hearing like the self-produced demos. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I was going through it the other day and I was listening to Spinning Out and I love that track and it's so different to like, I guess, a lot of a lot of some of your other songs and obviously the produ production's clearly quite different but I think it, it sounds amazing like done like that. Yeah, it's cool. That's that's Mark Weinberg for you. He's he's a good buddy of ours. Um, we were doing that demo at his house. Um, he's a he's a songwriter guy that uh, he works with a lot of a lot of cool people like Matt Nathanson and stuff like that. Um, okay, but yeah, we demoed that at his house. It was a, that was a fun take on that song. It's funny because it's like the vocal when you hear that demo. It's like it's got this like distance to it or something yeah. like yeah. I don't know. And like, what's it? I guess it's been ten years, probably almost to the day from the original release of that to the deluxe. I, I, it's crazy to think a decade's gone since that that last full length. I know it's insane, literally. I mean, even even to think of our first album being as old as it is, I think it's like fifteen years old now. Fifteen years, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like holy crap! How did how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, me and Chris have been kind of ha having our own little Valencia revival like this last last week or so, knowing that, knowing that we're going to be chatting to you. And it's kind of, I mean, I mean, we're chatting chatting between ourselves about how kind of how well it stood up over the years and uh, that material and how relevant it still sounds now, if not even more so now, uh, I guess. How, I mean, how do you well, feel I about it now? I, 
Yeah, well, we just before you answer, I think we felt that in particular about about the uh, the uh, the second record. Um, just, I mean, not not to take anything away from the other two, but just how well it holds up now. But like, yeah, for yourself, like listening to to all that material so many years later, like you know, how, how do you feel listening back to it? Um, it's it's interesting because obviously a lot of emotion floods back, and you kind of remember where you were when you were writing the song, what you're feeling, sure. or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like my perspective is obviously a lot different than some others, but um, it's I, I also am very proud of what we've done, you know, as a band, and um, it's it's interesting to hear it all back. Because I obviously you don't really listen to your own music that often, you know what I mean. So like when you do, it's kind of like a a flashback moment. And um, it's funny though because I'm a neurotic piece of shit. So like <laughs> I'll hear like things where I'm like, oh, I wish I did this differently in the in the vocal, or like I wish I sang that better, or, you know, like stuff where I'm like critiquing myself like 15 years later, and it's like, yeah, no, you, you don't need to do that, man. Just let it let it be. <laughs> I, I think that's a common thing, though, particularly with the older stuff. Like we yeah. were talking to Will from Cartel the other week, and just like looking back at Chroma, which I guess is like fifteen years as well. And like, yeah, he was heavily critical of that record compared to other stuff <laughs> they'd done. You know, see, it's so funny, it's just different perspectives. Because I hear you say that, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Chroma's amazing. So yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that too. I mean, arguably better than their more recent stuff, but you know, that's it's what up for you know up for debate, I suppose. <laughs> oh man. So that, I mean, the way we usually do these things, anyway, we kind of take things back and a bit of a, a walk through the ages, um, I suppose. Um, I mean, how old were you when when kind of Valencia got together, and was it was it kind of high school meeting, or was it come a little bit later? How did, how did you guys all? hook up yeah so we uh we all met in high school but we didn't go to the same high schools uh we met kind of just because they had a separate band they were doing i had a separate band i was doing and we were playing like a lot of you know just random church basement shows together like just tiny local shows and uh over the years like or i don't know how long it was until they had asked me to come sing for them but like uh you know, we just kind of liked each other, liked hanging out at the shows yeah. and um, respected each other's talents. And, and then when they asked me to do that, I my the drummer for my high school band was a little older than, than us and he was going off to college. So I didn't really have a project. So I was like, yeah, sure. So got in a room with them and started writing songs and put out a really terrible EP and then uh, started writing more songs. And then finally, This Could Be a Possibility came out. And um, yeah, the rest just kind of kept of going, you know. What, what, kind of, what kind of bands were you listening to in those early days? Those early days, probably the same as you guys. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of Newfound Glory, um, a lot of No Effects, a lot of Hot Water Music, a lot of... Uh, a lot of the poppier stuff too, like I guess uh, the starting line would have just been coming out around then, but yeah. those like early starting line demos I was like obsessed with. Um, what other what other bands from back? There's so many good bands back then. Uh, that I you know it's funny because I was just listening to this band Recover. You remember that band Recover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that took me back. I haven't heard that album in a while. Taking back Sunday, uh, you know the whole. The whole things it's just funny because it's like oh man this this song's awesome i can't believe i stopped listening to this album you know you get those <laughs> yeah. songs that, that pop up where you're like oh yeah because it had been forever since i heard it but yeah 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 sure yeah well, why did you decide on the name uh, valencia by the way just because uh, it's one of mine and chris's favorite cities so i'm just wondering if there's any relevance to the place uh, it's because it's actually because it's you guys's favorite city that's why we chose the name <laughs> yeah 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 no, it's, um, they actually, they had the name kind of picked before I came in. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was based on Slaughterhouse Five, like a character in yeah. Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that the other day. I thought you knew that, Nick. So I was kind of just, <laughs> but, um, no, nope. it's funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure lots of people, yeah, lots of people must, must also get confused thinking it's like based on the city ivory. We also love California and Spain, obviously. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, obviously, <laughs> th- this could be a possibility put together um, and Rob hit I Surrender picks you up from there, right? We, we had Rob on, actually, a, a couple of months ago and um, I think he actually put us in touch with you, so... Um, thanks to yeah, Rob. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, I mean, how did that relationship? Hey, <laughs> how did that relationship start and kind of kick off? Um, Rob is the reason there is. I mean, like he uh, he's been our guy for forever. So uh, without him, I think we would have been like just kind of drifting off into wherever. But um, honestly, uh, what happened was we recorded these four of the songs on this could be a possibility we recorded like first and we did them with Vince Ratty who did like the wonder years and some circus stuff. And like, he's Mm. been, I've been recording with him since I was 13 years old. You know what I mean? So, uh, the songs came out really, really awesome in terms of production value. And so George was like sending, sending songs off to labels and we were just trying to get interest and Rob, uh, called George and said he had interest and and then we just kind of went back in and finished an entire album and then I Surrender took it over and did an amazing job and showed us the ropes in a sense and still shows us the ropes <laughs> um, were, were you a mid- Midtown fan prior to all this? Oh yeah of course totally yeah. I mean we were all like super stoked about that aspect but uh, were they still going then, or were they just kind of just, just they were like off? just kind of finishing up? I mean, it was like they were on that Fallout Boy tour, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm not sure how much they did after that. I know they did like Bamboozle, I think, but um, yeah, they were just kind of finishing up, and Gabe was transitioning, I think, to Cobra Starship. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to to know Rob. He's an amazing mind with music and. I trust him wholeheartedly with anything he ever says, you know? So I guess on from there, um, I was, was it just tours and pretty, um, I guess pedal to the metal with, with that? Yeah, we did a lot of touring. Um, and, uh, a lot of it helped. We had a great booking agent, Andrew Ellis, um, put us on a lot of amazing tours and we had some really great management, that helped us get some even bigger tours, like like maybe not the whole tour, but we, we were able to do three of those Blink-182 shows, which was like a dream, dream come true. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, it was really cool to like uh, share the stage with some of your favorite bands like that, you know? Did you, I mean, did you have much kind of interaction with Blink at the time? I know we've, we've had a couple of, of bands that were, have kind of done support slots with, with you know, big, on big Blink shows and they've just... Yeah, there's just not been much interaction at all. Did you manage to hang out with them much or not? Um, got some good quality time with them. Like not not in a sense where it was like, you know, I mean it was it was very polite and awesome, and they were really good dudes, and we were just grateful that they allowed us to play with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as any band should. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a cool experience because I I grew up like they were like one of my all time favorite bands. You know what I mean? I was yeah, like learning course. their song. Like Green Day and Blink One Eight Two taught me how to play guitar. So right, it's um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's funny looking back on those early early years. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny just as you were answering that and like saying how they're good dudes and stuff. Nick, I was just thinking like whenever we've asked anyone about you know being on tour with like. Uh, you know like kind of mega huge bands if anyone's ever been negative and the only example i could think was uh max from eve six when he was on tour with third eye blind i was just like oh what are they like <laughs> he was just like um <laughs> and he went off on one which was quite entertaining so obviously you guys kind of had some time off after you know the tragic passing of your your girlfriend um you came back with um, we all need a reason to believe um I, you know as me and chris said we've kind of been listening out of last week and we're like it, it just it just stands up so well now and there's a lot of pos- positive messages as well i think within that but i guess how how was it for you kind of putting that together writing it and producing it um obviously it's, it's such a hard hard time i guess really and what what was the decision to kind of to just go for it and and get get that record done um yeah it was it's it was complicated emotionally um but the way I looked at it was like music and songwriting or whatever, even since I was like a little kid and picked up a guitar and sat at the foot of my bed playing, you know, like, um, 
had always just been therapy. It was always like the way to deal with trauma. And I thought at that stage in my career and our career as a band that it would only be appropriate to take the emotion I was experiencing and turn it into a message and something that can help people get through a hard time, you know, and that was just kind of where it came from. Yeah. I I think you did that successfully. I mean, I mean, it it was a huge record at the time. I remember absolutely loving it at the time and then just revisiting it recently. Just some, some of those lyrics, you know, just really hit home. And I just, you know, I think you kind of convey, you know, what, you know, stuff about loss, I guess really well. And, yeah, I just I, I think it's really touching. So you know, you know I'm sure the you, difference I, the difference between songwriting with some of these albums and that album was, it, and and I know this to be fact is is that a lot of those lyrics or those melodies were like I had the band like maybe came in with like a skeleton yeah. riff idea or something, but then I would have the band loop it and I would just fucking sing. You know what I mean? Right, and okay. yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know. It was almost like freestyling lyrics, but it was like dealing with shit in my own way. And then like certain, certain like, or, or phrases or things that I'm thinking like would come out and then I could like expand on that later. And so a lot of that just spoke from the heart and in a way that was, I think, yeah. just genuine because it was coming from that place. So it's hard to replicate yeah. that emotion, you know, if you're not in that moment. And that's why, like, you move on to Dancing with the Ghost, and it's like, the song's really cool, but, like, and, you know, there's there's heart and message behind it, and I had to kind of pull heart and message out of daily life that was um, reminiscent of the second album's emotion, you know? But yeah, but it's not going to be the same, because it's it's different topic, and it's different emotion. But... Um, yeah, we all need a reason to believe it was a therapy record, <laughs> and I think that's that's maybe why it helps it stand, like you said. But uh, I am humbled and honored to hear you guys say that, and I think any band would be, you know, to hear hear people talk like that about their their art, <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to call it. Well, I mean, what, what was the response you got at the time when after you released that record? Was was it pretty? Um... You know the record did, did well. I mean, what what did you hear and and see off the back of it? Um, I don't know. You know, it's hard when when looking back now. I re- I remember myself kind of just feeling always second best or something like never kind of like really making waves. But now I'm looking back and noticing that it really did help people and like reading into the messages of what some of these people are saying in terms yeah. of how the music helped them. And I guess I'm a little more like, uh, I don't know, obviously with age comes an ability to look back on things with a better perspective. So I wish I had the perspective I have now when I was, when I was back then, but you can't really go back in time. So, but, um, I think, um, it's just hard because I was also dealing with like a lot personally, like, you know, so it's like, to worry about the success of your band and your project on top of worrying about the actual real life thing I was dealing with. It's, it was traumatic in its own way, but like, you know, you get through it as a human. No one is alone in their trauma. Everyone has trauma and experiences things differently and heals differently, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I might, I might be on a tangent there. I don't know. No, not at all. Did, I mean, did you did you approach uh, following that record? Did you have a different approach to uh, touring, touring life? And you, I guess, did you want to do more? Did you want to do less? I mean, what was, how were you going back into the Valencia thing from a, I guess, a touring perspective? Oh, man, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. I mean, touring can be lonely, even when you're surrounded by eight other people. And you're, you have a lot of time, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're constantly traveling and sometimes it's, sometimes it's not as bad because you're, maybe you're in conversation with your bandmates or something, but, but there's moments 
a lot of the time where you're where you're just kind of on your own and thinking. And if you're dealing with something personal while you're working, because it is a job, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's fun, but like you're concerned with being able to support yourself and be successful. And so like um, for me, it was just like a lot of time to think about some of the pain I was experiencing and trying to like figure out how to like deal with it. But um, I don't know. I'm a different story, though, obviously, because, you know, it's, it's just uh, I mean, if you were to talk to like Brendan or George or something like you would get a different perspective from them because it was yeah. different emotion, different experience. And you know what I mean? I mean, what, where, where did they kind of sit in terms of the, their like ambition for Valencia? And I, and I guess you guys being aligned in terms of what you were going to do and where you were going to take it. All of the, I can't even begin to tell George, JD, Max, everyone did. It's just like so much. Even Dan, when, when everything happened with Max, when Dan stepped in, like the amount of work Dan was even doing, you know, like everyone cared. It was, it was, it was not, it was just like, uh, we all wanted to do something fun and creative and, and be successful at doing it, you know? So, so obviously you recorded Dancing with Ghosts with Trombino. Uh, yeah, so we did that with um, Carlos De La Garza and Mark Trombino. So, how, I mean, how, how, how was that experience and how did that come about? That was awesome. Um, that, uh, I'm not, I can't even remember how that came about. I guess it, that, I think Rob helped make that happen. Pretty oh, sure. nice, yeah, because he, he had his own, obviously, prior experience working with him as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure um, Rob was the connection to that. But um, it was it was an amazing experience. Those guys are like so talented; it's unbelievable. You know, it, it's we learned so much from them, even if, with it being on our third album. So we got to like do a lot more kind of creative track oriented production type stuff, and that was really fun. Um, we got to really get heavily involved in the production and like kind of if you notice you'll hear that kind of aspect on that album that there's like a lot of background production and a lot of background vocals um yeah i don't know that was a really great experience and what i guess what was the reception to to that record um i don't know it's hard to hard to say it was it was kind of towards the tail end of the band anyways so um did, i mean did you have a sense of that at the time or or were you going into it kind of no i mean we were going into it like any other record wanting to promote it and do do it justice the climate for music at that point in time was pretty rough too yeah Ch changing dramatically i guess it really. was very much so changing um and now it's just completely different <laughs> so <laughs> yeah yeah know. of course <laughs> um so what, what 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 was that period like you know when you guys kind of stop touring as Valencia and um you know what what was going on in your life and what did at that point were you just like oh I'm still gonna you know try and do promise of redemption stuff and pursue music full-time or did you kind of take a step back from music a little bit when when that all happened um I stepped more into the recording aspect and the studio okay. production aspect um so I was doing more recording work and production work um mostly on a songwriting level production work and then like kind of doing it that way um okay who 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 so, did you work with at that point well i was working uh for a publishing company called bmg oh oh um, right okay okay yeah and i was in their in their studio helping their songwriters engineering their songwriters and stuff but um yeah everyone just kind of uh Figured figured their own way in a sense, I guess. But I don't know. It's uh, it was hard leaving leaving touring full time, and you know, I mean, you work uh, your whole life for something, and to have to kind of change course, it's not easy. Yeah, I yeah, mean, a lot of people do it, but um, it's interesting. Life life is an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting thing. You know, it sends you yeah. down all these crazy courses. Like right now, everybody's probably experiencing some different aspect of life they never thought they would you know yeah for sure i think but as, as well i guess music is a big uh i guess a 
good therapy for a lot of people as well in, in the crazy craziness that, that we're all in at the moment as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I find myself even listening to like live albums to try and <laughs> get that <laughs> yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's your favorite all-time live album? Oh man, that's so hard. I know. I yeah, know. it's. A, I mean, what would be a contender for it? Oh boy. Uh, oh man, I'm really into the Hot Water Music one right now from Chicago. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so fun. They just fucking rage. It's awesome. I love it. Um, I also actually this this is gonna sound really funny, but but the MXPX one from uh, uh there's somewhere in Southern California. I forget, but like. Oh, I don't, do I don't mean, even know what year. I think it's called West mean, Coast Live or something. Yeah, the, oh, that's great. Yeah, the recent Dude, one. Yeah, so good. So <laughs> it's, good. It's from the... It I'm reminded the, I'm, me of being like 14 and in a, in the crowd at an MXPX show. It's it when they amazing. do that, that heard that sound and they bring bring the horns on. Yeah, from Five oh, I Am so Frenzy. So yeah, man. We're MXPX nerds, so like... Uh, oh, I can cool. tell you... Yeah, I grew, the, the, I grew up on them too. <laughs> it's summer of 2015 that was recorded. I can nerdily tell you. Oh, man so good <laughs> yeah no that's My that's really cool so good yeah such a nice guy have you have you crossed paths with him many times over the years um once and i completely fangirled out uh, it was oh, like we, we we um <laughs> we uh we did these side shows for we were um on soundwave festival in australia and we yeah. did these side shows with goldfinger and mike was also one of the support acts but he was doing his like solo thing but um yeah it was it was just awesome i was like oh man it's mike (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, true no it's funny um so a few years ago we had mike on this show and that's when we used to record the show in person um so it was always like local london bands but he was coming through london to um because he was doing a like a live screening not a live screening but like a a showcase of the dvd of the live show you're talking about so like he came to my flat at the time to have beers and do the podcast and then we went to that that was a very surreal oh, awesome <laughs> surreal day in my life that was that's awesome i was gonna i was gonna say you managed to get a full full-blown conversation in your flat with my car without having a complete fangirl meltdown i can't promise that i didn't fangirl as well but yeah <laughs> so obviously you know you brought out this um dancing with ghost deluxe um record recently i mean what does it does that what does that mean for valencia i guess kind of looking forwards is i mean is there any any hope of you guys obviously not at the moment with the pandemic but getting back together and potentially doing doing shows at all at any point in the future I would definitely not say no to that. Um, mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a complicated thing to get the band all together because everyone's in all different spots. But um, I think I think that everyone would be down if the opportunity presented itself correctly. So yeah, so I wouldn't say no, and I definitely think the uh, opportunity for more new music exists. It'll just be, you know just trying to figure it out and if if we want to go that route and because it's like you don't want to also disappoint your fan base in any way by like releasing all this new music but not really being an active band you know so right yeah i don't know uh i don't know i guess it's a balance did you ever actually officially kind of just kind of say you were you were stopping or was it just a, a bit of an organic it was more of a kind of an organic kind of like kind of stop kind of thing well, you never know that. Obviously, when uh, when gigs can start to happen again, there might be fire under everyone's bellies, and uh, yeah, it might be. Yeah, you never know what the future holds. I mean, it's like it's it's hard to say yes or no to a to a thing like that because obviously yeah. this is our baby, and we've worked really hard our entire lives with it, and it's a fun fun thing to work under the umbrella of. You know what I mean? Like, put, yeah. like working under the umbrella of Valencia with all the guys and sending sending the songs back and forth and um with that new song brendan and dan were able to record the music like out in california and then i tracked my own vocal that's cool out here so yeah. we were able to communicate creatively that way via the internet and phone calls and stuff and it's just cool to be able to to 
put together something that you're proud of with people that you used to do that with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just going to ask as well, like, so, you know, the, after it kind of slowed down with Valencia and kind of, as you say, organically kind of, uh, petered out from what it was before, like, did you embark on like many solo tours in the, in, like in the sort of 2010s? Like, I feel, I don't know if I'm imagining this. I remember like, there's a guy in England who I know called Rob Lynch. I feel like he did a tour with him once, or maybe I'm getting mixed up. No, you're completely right. I love Rob. <laughs> okay. Rob's amazing. I love that guy. Um, and yeah, we did. And uh, it was mostly, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was I was testing the waters a little bit, seeing if it was like something I wanted to still pursue in terms of touring and, and that kind of thing. I knew I still wanted to like write and record and play music and do that kind of thing, like songwrite and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I did some some solo tours, and then I tried a couple Promise Redemption things, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like maybe time to go back to the drawing board in a sense after all of it. But yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Are you yeah. so are you are you still in touch with Rob? Yeah, yeah, we talk all the time. I mean, obviously, with this uh, release, we were more in communication than we have been but um yeah but yeah yeah rob rob's amazing man yeah I, he's, I, a, he's, yeah, a, he's I, a nice guy i'm very grateful for that human being <laughs> yeah i hadn't seen him for ages do you, do you know him at all nick did you ever meet him i've never met him i've seen seen one of it been to one of his shows before oh, okay i'm okay. sure i'm actually how, um, i mean how much experience did, did, did you have in the uk Shane, I mean, we, how many quite a bit. are you over here? Quite a bit, actually. Um, I can't remember, like, the exact total. I think it was, like, six or seven times. Um, I came over once by myself and the rest with Valencia. But um, mm -hmm. we did the Wonder Years tour. That was really fun. Uh, we did Slam Dunk a few times. Yeah. Any favorite spots or memories that you got from the UK specifically? Just all of it, man. The UK is so cool. It's such a just different vibe than here. And it's just fun to like be able to switch it up for two weeks, you know? It's really cool. That Kids in Glass Houses tour was really fun too. Okay. Um, yeah. Got to see a lot more of Scotland with that. Um, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another another UK friend of mine who uh, speaks very highly of you. Do, you. do you remember a guy called Ollie McPherson? I think he's done your merch a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ollie yeah, that, was on tour with us for a while. Yeah, I love Ollie. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, it's a funny one because like we we him and I have a lot of mutual friends and we've never actually met in person, but we, we like we talk. We're at the point where we talk on the phone now and stuff. Like, uh, yeah. super cool guy. But like, he's Solid very. Human. Yeah, very fond of you guys. I mean, like, oh, you know, yeah. you're up there with the bands that he speaks most fondly of, I think. Yeah. Um, Ollie was an amazing friend to have on tour and work with. Nice, man. Yeah, I thought I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him in this. No, I'm glad you did. <laughs> so, I, I and mean, we talked about Valencia a fair bit. I mean, what I mean, what are your other projects kind of that you're focusing on? You're saying you're doing, do, do quite a bit of production. Um, what what else is kind of on should be on our radar <laughs> from the Shane world? Yeah, so I'm kind of focused in on this. Um, it's called the Future Perfect, and I have a good deal of song. I'm just I'm just gonna figure out how to um, release them, and they're self produced. So it's like I'm debating if I want to release them as is, or maybe find somebody to go do some like more. Re real studio recording instead of kind of laptop-ish type recording. But, yeah. um, but you know, you, you make do with what you can do in quarantine times. So. Have you actually released uh, anything yet with Future Perfect? I know. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm debating it. I've sent it out to a lot of different friends that I trust and, uh, oh, yeah. I've gotten some pretty good feedback on it. So I, I hope, uh, I hope to figure it out like when is appropriate to, to do it it's it's hard because it's like to release something as a new project is right now it's like scary you know it's like 
is it just gonna be a waste of time or you know what i mean like will people will it will it get in front of enough people's ears to kind of make it uh fun to do again you know what i mean not that yeah, it's not yeah. fun to do again but like i mean in terms of releasing do you not think like, it'll be the other way around albums. at the moment or is there too uh, much worry that it's gonna go the other way I just think it's like I want to be able to perform the songs live right. when I release them. Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like it for me. It's like I don't. I think if you release new music now, obviously people are going to listen to it. But but like the thrill of releasing new music to me was always then being able to go play it live. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a different thing. I don't know. Just a different world. Cool. Is there anyone that's kind of you're working with or on your or on your radar at the moment that you're really enjoying from from that from that scene in that world? Um, in terms of like new music, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the Wonder Years just had a new song. It's really rad. That was cool. Yeah, it's like um, kind of like a throw throwback kind of style yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, I was digging that. Um, what else came out that was really cool? can't think off the top of my head right now i know there's a few things i don't know what about you guys you tell me <laughs> i've some been, good suggestions i i've been really loving this band called love breakers they're uh wiretap records are going to put them they're actually british they're from birmingham and uh okay kind of like i was supposed to i mean i don't know if it's going to happen they're opening for social distortion when social distortion is supposed to come over here next summer but you know obviously that's that's got a huge question mark over it but like they've kind of they, they've got a um it's kind of like i don't know it, it's kind of pop punky but it sounds like the jam or the clash a little bit and it's produced by davy warsop i don't know if you've ever come across him oh He's- yeah 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 actually um he was he was uh i think he was working at hurley for a while yeah 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 that's right that's right and i and if, if you know any of his stuff like when he was in beat beat union etc it's yeah can, beat union yeah yeah it, it sounds like beat union basically oh cool but, uh, but it's really cool i mean so if you like them at all i'd, I'd recommend them yeah i love, love beat union i love davy oh yeah yeah so definitely check that out um, yeah for sure yeah what about you nicky well, and, and talking about latest releases, I don't know if you've been on your um, Spotify page recently at all, but your, the latest release on your Spotify is a song <laughs> called Try Me. Have you seen it? <laughs> have you heard, we battle this. Have you we heard it? <laughs> we battle this all the time. There's this, there's this artist with the same name. And it keeps getting lumped into our Spotify page. Yeah, and it happens like, in Apple Music too. <laughs> Have you heard the song? Come bro? on now. <laughs> it's uh, trust me. Trust me, I get the email from Spotify for artists where it's like, uh, your release is coming soon. And then it's the cover. And I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> it's funny. Chris, it's so go, funny. Go and listen to the it's song. It's like pop punk and then like, and then like let me, let me weird pop EDM stuff. Already spread new wine, so keep the knocking on the side. Sounds uh, a signature Valencia right there. Yeah, yeah. We, cha- we changed. Uh, <laughs> we changed quite a bit, guys. <laughs> yeah, new direction. You know, you gotta just. Oh man, but it's so funny. Like we'll see that come in, and I go, George, take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, I really look to Chris for um, for new music recommendations. Um, he's my uh, he's my go-to guy. He's, he sends them my way. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cool. Well, I reckon we've um, we've done we've done the journey of Valencia anyway. But um, really appreciate your your time, Shane. Um, so yeah, thanks for yeah, thanks, thanks for having for me on. Any, any any nice plans for the rest of the weekend? Um, no, it's just getting a little chilly here. So probably uh, hang in, play some music. Right are, you, are you still able to kind of go out and stuff? We're we're back in a bit. We're back in lockdown now, so it's uh, everything's closed. Yeah, we so. we have not uh, we have not entered lockdown again yet. But I have been told that it is coming. Um, I hope it doesn't. I hope we can figure this all out, and I hope yeah, everyone yeah. can stay safe and put their mask on if they do go out. <laughs> and um, 
Well, the vaccine sounds yeah. like it might be coming too as well. It doesn't seem like that's too far around the corner. Well, that's what we're hearing yeah. here anyway. So. That's what we hope. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, Shane, thanks so much. Pleasure no, to talk to you. you. We uh, hope to see you over this way. You know, if, if you know, we get a future that's looking a bit more like normality at some point. But uh, until then, man, I appreciate it. Yeah. Let us know um, if yeah, you know if you, you. Yeah, if you sure. release anything with Future Perfect as well. And, you know, we'll, we'll be sure to have a listen and plug it on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Nice for one. Sure. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, we'd love it if you could subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or any, anywhere like that. Um, also, check us out on social media. If you, if you just search for Wasting Time Podcast on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, give us a like or a follow on any of those. And also, we love hearing from listeners as well. So um, feel free anytime to drop us an email at the Wasting Time Podcast at gmail.com or obviously you can message us on social media as well. But um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. And we'll see